I want to seek our common purpose and promote unity and optimism, not fear and division. It gives everybody like, whew, sigh relief. Do you think gay is... Sie finden, Schwulsein ist Haram? Ja, es ist Haram. Es ist ein geistiger Schaden. Because the damage in the mind. Namihe Aroha to those groups and individuals who have supported survivors of conversion practices. My job is to protect our kids from sexual deviance. City Point does not judge students on their sexuality or gender identity. This is not just for me. This is for y'all. Welcome 2023, and welcome to part two of this Whiteout's review of some of the queerest news of 2022. I'm Greg Gordon. It was a year of significant debates on LGBTQ rights in the U.S. Supreme Court and in Congress. Colorado may not force Ms. Smith to create and speak messages on pain of investigation, fine, and re-education. Granting such a license to discriminate would empower all businesses. Give millions of people in same-sex and interracial marriages the certainty, dignity, and respect that they need and deserve. Now, let me sign the Respect for Marriage Act into law. Meanwhile, anti-democratic forces made alarming gains in Western Europe. However, in Australia and in the U.S., the pendulum swung the other way, as this way as Michael Taylor Gray and Lucia Chappelle reported. I want to bring Australians together. I want to seek our common purpose and promote unity and optimism, not fear and division. Equality Australia is calling the election of Labour Party Prime Minister Anthony Albanese a stunning rebuke of the politics of division. Voters across the country dethroned Liberal Party Prime Minister Scott Morrison and his conservative anti-queer coalition government on May 21st. Evangelical Christian Morrison went down swinging, still pushing his failed religious discrimination bill which critics called a license to discriminate against LGBTIQ people. He threw in strong support for a national ban on trans girls and women in school sports. Three of four queer Liberal Party MPs also went down with Morrison's ship. Albanese signaled a sea change from the beginning, saying during his victory speech, I want Australia to continue to be a country that no matter where you live, who you worship, who you love, or what your last name is, that places no restrictions on your journey in life. I can promise all Australians this. No matter how you voted today, the government I lead will respect every one of you every day. Newly elected Australian Prime Minister Anthony Albanese this week secured enough seats in Parliament to form a Labour Party majority government. In the ouster of the right-wing coalition government of the Liberal Party's Scott Morrison, Labour has won 76 seats for a majority in the House of Representatives. It's a different story in the Senate, where Albanese will need a few crossbench votes. However, queer activists have an optimistic outlook for a reasonably progressive legislative agenda. As Albanese's pick for foreign minister, lesbian Senator Penny Wong is among a record number of women in the new Albanese cabinet, 10 out of 23 positions. She's now one of the world's most powerful government officials. 
In a highly polarized political atmosphere and democracy itself in the balance, who won the contentious U.S. midterm elections? Votes had to be cast by November 8th, and ballots are still being counted. Against historical precedent, Democrats have narrowly retained control of the Senate. Pacifica Radio's Christopher Martinez provided this roundup of the victorious and the vanquished as of November 9th, starting with the guy whose term in office these midterms fall in the middle of. The Democrat with arguably the most to lose in the elections was one whose name was not even on the ballots, President Joe Biden. Biden spoke from the state dining room of the White House the afternoon after Election Day. He says the midterm election was predicted to be a red wave. The fact that the Democratic Party outperformed anything anyone expected and did better than any uh, off-year presidency since John Kennedy is one that gives everybody like, whew, sigh of relief that the mega-Republicans are not taking over the government again, etc. I don't have to change any of the policies. I've already passed. That's what they said they want to go after. And so what I have a simple proposition. I have a pen that can veto. Okay. The midterm elections also help set the stage for the next presidential election in 2024. Former President Donald Trump, who had endorsed more than 300 candidates in the elections, made little ground in getting his supporters into key offices in swing states. And then there's Republican Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who had a good election day and could end up running against Trump in a Republican primary. It'll be fun watching them take on each other. I don't think the American people have given up on democracy. Democratic Representative Sean Patrick Maloney of New York, chair of the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, who lost his own re-election to a Republican. And I think with all of the headwinds and all of the damage from the pandemic and the Trump years, there's still a beating heart to American democracy, and I think he saw it last night. They're not giving up on people with common sense and good values. Reporting for Pacifica Radio News KPFA, I'm Christopher Martinez. Tonight, I want to say something to every little girl and every young LGBTQ person out there. Newly elected lesbian governor of Massachusetts, Maura Healey. I hope tonight shows you that you can be whatever, whoever you want to be. And to all of you out there, with the help of so many, we made history, didn't we? We made history. before you tonight, proud to be the first woman and the first gay person ever elected governor of Massachusetts. The FIFA World Cup drew record crowds of international football fans to the late November to mid-December tournament. Sarah Montague reported that not everyone was welcomed by the host country, the Islamic Gulf nation of Qatar. No amount of public relations spin could hide the potential risks for LGBTQ participants and fans at the 2022 World Cup when former player Khalid Salman put his foot in his mouth. Qatar's official World Cup ambassador gave an interview to Germany's public TV broadcaster ZDF and talked about same-gender sex as haram, or forbidden, and a mental disorder. He is heard here in an English voiceover of the German translation of the original Arabic. 
Das ist Haram. Weißt du, was Haram ist? Haram als Ja, Haram. Ja, Haram. Eine Sünde. Sie finden, schwul sein ist Haram? Ja, es ist Haram. Ich bin kein strenger Muslim. Aber warum ist es Haram? Es ist ein geistiger Schaden. Foreign Minister Mohammed Bel Abdurrahman Al Thani tried to smooth things over during a subsequent interview on Britain's Sky News. It was not exactly an apology. We have our cultural norms. We have our society uh, uh, and what they like and what they don't like. We are not going to change the society for four weeks event. Yet we are respecting everyone and expecting from everyone to respect our laws. LGBTQ people and their allies have been warning ever since Qatar was chosen to host back in 2010 that queer players and spectators could face hostile treatment. Islam is the country's official religion, so private consensual adult same-gender sex is illegal, and social attitudes make being out a dangerous proposition. Gay Australian footballer Drash Cavallo has expressed deep concerns about competing in Qatar, as have other players. FIFA insists that queer players and spectators will be safe. Football's governing body and organizer of the World Cup just recommends that they simply not be, well, blatant. U.S. soccer journalist Grant Wall collapsed and died suddenly at the World Cup. He was among a number of people detained by Qatari officials for attempting to enter the stadium wearing rainbow regalia. Conversion therapy was exercised in a number of local and national jurisdictions in 2022. Lucia Chappelle reported in February on two countries that set the tone. Those who would claim that a person's sexual orientation or gender identity can be changed through counseling and or prayer are being shown the door in Israel and New Zealand, in some cases, the door to prison. In Israel, the ban on so-called conversion therapy comes by decree of the health ministry, headed by gay minister Nitzan Horowitz. A circular with the new regulations was issued on February 14th. It warns of the mental health dangers of such practices and threatens medical professionals with sanctions for performing them. Victimized patients can also sue. Some LGBTQ activists fear that the health ministry's directive will not mean much in practice and call for a conversion therapy ban to be codified into law. That's how New Zealand's parliament handled the matter. The legislation passed on February 15th by an impressive 112 to 8. Debate around the third reading of the bill was often emotional, with several members sharing their personal stories. Thank you to all of you, including the minister and those in this house who have got us to this point. Green MP Dr. Elizabeth Karikare is a rainbow spokesperson for the party. Nga mihi aroha to those groups and individuals who have supported survivors of conversion practices. When the mental health system has failed our communities and usually without recognition or resource, you have been there. I acknowledge people like my mother, Erin Kerekere, and her best friend, my godmother, Susan Thompson, who worked for nearly two decades in PFLAG South within the communities and churches of Dunedin uh, to raise awareness and help make them more inclusive of rainbow people. Staunch Catholics, uh, when their Catholic Church was not ready to listen, the Methodists gave them an office, and that's where they worked their magic from. Finally, I dedicate this speech to those whose wairua, whose hiningaro, whose modi has suffered because of the harm done to them by conversion practices. 
the weaponising of religion and spirituality has a particular impact on Takatapui, when our ancestors would have accepted us for who we are. To those countless Takatapui and rainbow whānau we have lost because they could not recover from the harm done to them in their places of worship, in state care, and in their own homes, we remember you. Moi mai rā. Moi mai rā i to those who are experiencing conversion practices right now or not even sure if that is what's happening, reach out for help. Talk to somebody. And if you, that you can't have those conversations in your own home, look for somewhere safe to go to. We've put a stake in the ground. And as we increasingly create safety for all rainbow people, regardless of their gender, their sexuality or their sex characteristics, so the world becomes increasingly unsafe and less tolerant and actually got no room for uh, people who think they continue with this kind of behaviour. And on that note, I commend this bill to the House. Kia ora. Green MP Dr Elizabeth Karikare admitted after the vote to ban conversion therapy in New Zealand that there are still some devilish details to be worked out. Critics point to the definition of serious harm and other barriers to holding practitioners accountable. More work needs to be done before the debunked practice is entirely stamped out. Make her More some of the queerest news of 2022 after your chance to make news in the new year. Our listeners support This Way Out in many ways. By subscribing to our e-newsletter, email us at info at thiswayout.org. And through your financial contributions to our program. More information and a link to give are online at thiswayout.org. Thank you. Book censorship campaigns made headlines again in 2022, and the special targeting of LGBTQA plus materials ranked them with the queerest news of the year. Two glaring examples of anti-literary fire and brimstone were reported by Lucia Chappelle and Sarah Montague. We got silly books, sad books, good books, bad books. They're all great in their way, but whichever one you choose, hey, you just can't. Books are flying off the shelves at public and school libraries across the U.S., but conservative forces are carrying them to the fire pit, not the reading room. The book burnings have been quite literal in some places, and as always, queer-related literature ranks high on banned book lists, whether by official policy or by more vigilante-style means. It's a combination of both in Ridgeland, Mississippi. Mayor Gene McGee has taken it upon himself to withhold $110,000 designated for the Madison County Library System. When Ridgeland's first quarter check for 2022 was not received, the system's executive director, Tanya Johnson, called Mayor McGee. She recounted their conversation for local WAPT-TV. Funding for this year was being withheld 
until we removed um, what he called homosexual materials from the library. His reasoning that he gave was that as a Christian, he could not support that and that he would not release funding until we removed the materials. I believe that the library is a safe space. Capital City Pride Executive Director Jason McCarty. The library is a place where kids and teens and adults can go to escape the world and dive into a great book and learn about new things. That vision of the library is clearly not shared by Mayor McGee, who reportedly told Director Johnson that he only serves the great Lord above. He apparently also does not serve the Ridgeland Board of Aldermen that approved the library allocation, and he told the Mississippi Free Press that he was not sure whether he had the legal right to withhold the funds. Capital City Pride's McCarty points out that concerned citizens don't have to disrupt the whole system to lodge a complaint. There's a procedure. There's a book that you don't like. You can go into the library, fill out an application. The review board will read the book and decide if it should stay in the, in the library. This mayor didn't know none of those things, and that's wrong. The library trustees voted unanimously to support their current collection and to take the dispute to the Board of Aldermen. They're standing strong behind Director Johnson. Books in the library are for everybody, and our goal is to continue to provide excellent library service to this community. Kimber Glidden of Boundary County Library in Bonners Ferry, Idaho, had just had enough. She called it quits as library director on September 10th after months of demands at board meetings by sometimes armed Christian conservatives to remove about 400 young adult books, almost entirely dealing with LGBTQ themes, a few with the occult. The meetings went something like this. Even if we do nothing to you, eventually, if you don't repent of wanting to harm our children with pornography... That's up to God. Things need to change. Otherwise, you bring curses upon yourselves, period, from the Most High. My job is to protect our kids from sexual deviance who will be drawn to our library if inappropriate sexual material is on our library shelves and using our kids as prey. CNN's Nick Watt asked Glidden about the most salient point in the controversy. Are any of those books in the library? Not a single one. I wonder, wonder who... Who wrote the book of From the libraries to the classrooms, religious bigotry masked as religious liberty was another ongoing theme in 2022. One moving story came from Down Under as the new school year began. Lucia Chappelle reported. school excitement took a backseat to controversy for the young primary and secondary students at Brisbane's City Point Christian College. The homophobic hullabaloo in Queensland got a national spotlight from The Project on Australia's Network 10. City Point does not judge students on their sexuality or gender identity. City Point Christian College issuing that statement after sparking a furor with its enrollment contract, which says homosexuality is sinful and offensive to God and is destructive to human relationships and society. And that the college will only enroll the student on the basis of the gender that corresponds to their biological sex. 
that's concerning, particularly as a mother of someone who identifies as non-binary. And um, they would be very upset about this too. Queensland's Education Minister Grace Grace. There are anti-discrimination human rights laws in the state that are very strong and the Human Rights Commissioner has warned the school that you cannot contract out of your legally binding anti-discrimination laws in the state. Look, in this day and age, to um, see this happening is actually quite unbelievable. The unbelievable has been highly emotional for City Point teacher Helen Clapham Barnes, whose child attends the school. As a parent, I received that email on Friday afternoon, but as members of staff, we weren't told about it until Saturday. My son, who's at the school, is in year 11, so everybody else is going back to school next week. The year 11s and 12s started online today, this morning. So I didn't even get a full business day to um, look at alternatives. And so we have been in trauma and stress this weekend as I am having to blow my son's world apart because he's not going to get to do year 11 and 12 with his mates. I have to find him a new school and that's what I was doing this morning. Um, Saturday and Sunday the realisation hit me that not only could I not sign that as a parent, I couldn't sign that. I couldn't agree to be a teacher in a school that had that vocabulary and language around some of the most vulnerable kids that we interact with. A video message to City Point parents from Principal Brian Mulheron announcing the withdrawal of the offensive contract illustrates why equality advocates are still right to be concerned. The legitimate exercise of religious freedom is not discrimination. It is a feature of an open society. We aim to give parents and students the right to make informed choices about whether they can support our approach to Christian education and participate in our community. Congregants at Principal Mulheron's Pentecostal City Point Megachurch gave him a standing ovation on February 6th. He also announced that he'll be taking a leave from the school following the contract incident. Now that Helen Clapham Burns and her son are escaping from City Point, She's reflecting on what it was like for her daughter, Charlotte, a recent graduate. When I enrolled Charlotte into this school, I didn't know she was gay. She actually kept it a secret for a long time because she was told on a pretty regular basis that it was a sin. And as you've seen in that statement of faith, it's bundled in with someone who commits incest, bestiality and pedophilia. They're in the same sentence, in the same bracket. The extra element of being a queer kid in a Christian environment is you think you're going to hell for eternity. I don't even know how you walk through the day with that. It's tough enough being a teenager as it is without thinking you are going to hell. And I can assure you I have been woken up in the middle of the night with her leaning over me, sobbing, saying, Am I going to hell, Mum? Am I going to hell? I taught online today. I taught senior English online, 1984. We started it. And as I was saying goodbye to them, I, I don't know if this is the last time I'm going to see them. I'm heartbroken. I feel like I've let them down, that I'm having to leave. But I have to let those queer kids know that there are Christians out there that love them and aren't hiding behind Bible verses 
and are letting them know that they are safe with me. Look round the second part of our Queerest News of 2022 special with a golden moment that began the year on a bittersweet high. Star MJ Rodriguez made history as the first trans woman to be crowned Best Actress in a TV Drama Series at the 79th Annual Golden Globe Awards on January 9th. Rodriguez offered her enthusiastic appreciation via Instagram Live. <sighs> okay, so number one, y'all know I haven't been getting on live because I, child, I've been working real hard, but I have to say this. Number one, thank you, Golden Globes. This is for the LGBTQAI, Black, Latina, Asian, the many multi-beautiful colors of the rainbow around the freaking world. This is not just for me. This is for y'all. This is the door that opens for y'all, not me, for y'all. There are going to be so many young individuals, young, talented, thriving individuals that are going to be able to trail in and storm in through the door. This is for y'all. I am very thankful to the many beautiful people that came together with this show. Mr. Ryan Murphy, thank you for actually seeing me. Steven Canals, bitch, you wrote the hell out of this show. Miss Janet Mock, you took it, you swooped it, bam. Miss, uh, child, child, this is, see, I'm glad this is not on the stage because child, I will wreck it on the stage. <laughs> but Our Lady J, you came in like an in the night and you just really graced us with your beautiful writing as well to my beautiful family Dominique Jackson, Haley Sahar, Angelica Ross and the uh, freaking Ah well the vagaries of the internet steps in to abruptly cut off MJ Rodriguez's acceptance speech. The job that would have gone to an overly eager orchestra had the Golden Globes not been a subdued online only event and not just because of the pandemic an ongoing heated controversy over the Hollywood Foreign Press Association's lack of diversity and unethical practices has made the sponsoring organization something of a pariah. Only a couple of recipients even responded to the tweeted announcements of their Globe wins. We'll see whether MJ Rodriguez is a sign of change. It will soon be clear whether or not the Hollywood Foreign Press Association has changed. The 2023 Golden Globe Awards will be broadcast from Beverly Hills on mainstream TV on January 10th. It may be a good sign that the association's first post-COVID in-person gala will be hosted by black queer comedian actor-filmmaker Gerard Carmichael. Newswrap returns next week to catch us up on what's happened in the LGBTQ world over the holidays. And we'll bid a final adieu to the queerest news of 2022 by remembering some of the people who made it. Like so many in the LGBTQ community, coming out wasn't an easy thing to do. You can be whatever you want, no matter who you are. You can still be a great basketball player and be gay. I think that the best part for me has been being on TV as my true self. Wouldn't want to have a drink with any one of them. Next time on This Way Out.
Thanks for finding This Way Out, brought to you by the nonprofit Overnight Productions. Our thanks to this week's 2022 Queer News Review reporters, Michael Taylor Gray, Lucia Chappelle, Christopher Martinez, Pacifica Radio, and Sarah Montague. Oscar Brand, Gary Entropy, Nick Afoa, Between the Lions, The Monotones, The Kingdom Choir, and Mac Quayle provided some of the music you heard, and Kim Wilson composed and performed our theme music. This way out thanks James Kennedy and Richard Burke and Brad Payton of Silicon Valley. This program would not be possible without the critical support of all of our listener donors. Thank you. Look for This Way Out Radio on social media, email us at info at thiswayout.org, or write to us at P.O. Box 1065, Los Angeles, California, 90078, USA. For associate producer Richard Chappelle and all of us at This Way Out, I'm Greg Gordon. Thanks for listening online at thiswayout.org or wherever you get your podcasts. And on KPCA, Petaluma, California, CFRC, Kingston, Ontario, WHYR, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and a wide array of community terrestrial and internet radio stations around the world, including this one. Stay safe, stay healthy, and in a happy new year, stay tuned.